You're listening to One Sun, Three Flowers podcast, where we believe in connecting, unifying, and uplifting women. Self-published author, business owner, educator, mother, and poet, Courtney Brookins will help you bloom into your best self and encourage you to make self-care part of your daily practice. She will help you learn and connect with other women. Listen to honest conversations to help further your story. If you're ready to reach the next level of self, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, mother, and avocado enthusiast, Courtney Brookins. Hello and welcome to another episode of the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast, Stories of Our Mothers. Today I have joining me, Allie from Truth Seekers. Hey, Allie, say hello. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy that we were able to meet up and do this recording. It's so necessary for us to be able to have this exchange and for other people to be able to tap into your light. Yes, yes. I'm so happy that you invited me out. I was like, somebody wants to hear what I have to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Of course we do. We know you have a lot of really good things to say. So before we really dive into the conversation, why don't we take a moment for you to just introduce yourself to the listeners? Hi, um, I'm Allie from Truth Seekers. That is the podcast that I have. Uh, And our goal is, as a light worker which is what I am, is to ignite and to introduce the spiritual realm and all of its gifts to everyone else and in any way that I can, in the ways that I can. And so that's what I do. Um, And I met uh, Courtney um, at one of our favorite spaces, (laughs) Holistic Happenings. It was one of our our sacred grounds that we go to to get away and to get divinational tools and things like that. And um, I remember her coming in and I'm saying, oh my God, I'm supposed to talk to her. I'm supposed to give her information. And um, and we've been fully connected ever since. Absolutely. We have. We have. We have. Shout out to Holistic Happenings for that experience because it has brought us closely together. And it has just really been transformative this relationship for my life. And I I thank you, Allie, for allowing yourself to connect with me. So, um... Let's go in and talk about, I know you talked about divinational tools, and one that I know that you specifically utilize um, are tarot cards. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about why, when, and how you began reading tarot? Oh, wow. That is a transformational moment for me. Uh, I didn't even know that I could do it. I have been a person who used to... um, started watching tarot, like tarot readers on um, YouTube, and so I would, I would have faithful people that I would watch it. I felt like I connected to them, and they were saying things that made sense to me. And then, um, but I never had ever, ever, ever had a tarot reading done. And I just couldn't, I was never led and felt led or drawn to do it other than just watching on um TV. Right. And then one day I was talking to my hairdresser and we were talking about tarot and I was saying how I was really um, 
drawn to that and that that thing really seemed to to resonate to me and I just was really interested in it and she had done some research and was like hey what's supposed to happen is that it says somebody's supposed to give you a deck in order to start you so she gave me a deck and I said, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so I just got in there and I started looking at that debt and I started going over those cards and meditating them with them. I would sleep with them under my pillow because that was supposed to be one of the ways to connect to them and get started um, seeing them. I would pull them up and draw cards and then kind of read the definitions of it. And then I would get to where I would start looking at what I felt like it said um, and what I saw on it versus what it was saying. And then slowly from there, I started feeling more like it was really resonating with me. And I was really starting to get to get it and understand it better. And then I started meditating and asking the universe to actually show me the cards. And I remember doing a meditation where I literally had the cards in front of my face and I was scanning them across my third eye and I was saying reveal to me these cards and I within like a day or two of doing that I woke up one morning I was telling my daughter oh my god I got it I got it it's a journey and it's this and this is how it's broken up and this is what it's supposed to do and and it's this whole thing and it makes perfect sense now (laughs) (laughs) and she just laughed and then I just started reading from a family um, and, and my daughter, and she was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I read for a couple of other, um, few friends that were in that environment. And then one day, not really about it, me and my daughter were sitting down and planning out and talking about um, doing tarot and making it like a business type of thing and more so, and we wrote out a business plan and we made a logo and we made a name it was Luna Loves Tarot and it had all this significance to it and I remember seeing the numerology is 333-111-1144 and the and numerology part of it was connecting totally with it and I felt something shake loose in me and then my daughter, who at the time worked, um, was like a manager or worked as a leasing agency for a company, they were giving an event, like doing like the, um, the events for clients, right. and they were looking for entertainment. Mm-hmm. And she hired me to read tarot. Wow. My very first gig. I was like, oh my God, am I even ready for this? So at that time, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I, I don't know. I think I can do this. I was so excited. And she had hired like five other people to do different events, including my spouse, to do pictures and stuff. Everybody else got canceled but me. Wow. So I went into preparation, and I was like fasting and becoming a vegetarian, I was like, no meat, no cheese, no nothing that um, is going to clog up the energy mm-hmm. that I could get. And I want to be able to fully be open and read this energy. And so the day of the event, it came, and I was there for what was supposed to be a three-hour event, three and a half hours, I think it was the event. I got there 
to this room floor full of people with all this energy around me. And I'm an empath, so I had to be fully protected because there was all this energy going around me. And I sat down, and they had this little table in the back, and I sanctified, you know, I sanctified the space, and then people just started flowing over, flowing over to I was there for five hours. And everybody, I, it was supposed to be like a 15, 15 minute reading per person. When I tell you, walked away, and I just felt like, oh my God, this was amazing for me. But was even more so, and I just felt like I helped so many people. And when I came out of that, my, um, it was funny because I had one couple that I did, and the husband was there, and he was sitting there listening. And he kind of like, mm, let me see what you is this, how legit this thing is, really what's going on. And I started telling the lady about herself, and I was like, your husband already knew this. He's been waiting on you to do it. And she was, and she looked up at him, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, and he was amazed that they were a Hindu couple. Oh. It was them and the whole family, the kids and everybody. Right. And then I had another uh, couple, a Caucasian couple, came up. And she was like, oh, my God. I was just... And it was so amazing to me, the stuff that they were saying and doing. And when she walked, when I got the feedback the next day, when I got the feedback the next day, she said, everybody... She got nothing from tenants coming to her consistently to the management itself saying how they were just amazed and they were just had so much and excited. And so I think for me, that was the transformation place for me that says, this is it. This, this is this I absolutely love. I absolutely love this. And I was like, I don't know. I have to teach people not to be afraid of this. Yeah. And everything in me was like, I have to teach people not to be afraid of this. Because you don't understand this is a gift. Right. And that it's, it's a gift to help guide you. I say it's kind of like you deciding that you want to go to a, a store. Right. Well, you need the address first. Right? <laughs> That's the first step. Yeah. But then... If you don't know your way around, what are you going to need? A GPS. Mm. So tarot is the GPS of life. Okay. It's the steps that it takes you to get to. Well, guess what? With every single GPS. Isn't there sometimes where you turn the opposite way that they say it turn? <laughs> and you be mad. Oh, my gosh. My route has been extended a little longer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Five minutes have been added on to your drive. And you're like, what the heck? And it's you. So those are what those cards represent. Mm -hmm. When there are feelings and when there's things going on with us that are changing the direction. Mm -hmm. We know exactly where we want to go. Right. But there's things we do that help prolong the process. Mm -hmm. And so if you knew that because something going on with your heart, that's the emotion cards, the cups cards from Tarot. Mm -hmm. um, if you know that there's things about you that are closed off that are keeping you from getting to where you say you want to go, would it benefit you to know that? Right. Absolutely it would. Absolutely.
absolutely it would. I think that's a very good point. I like that you talked about the tools are useful and helpful for people, but I know that you also brought up the space of fear. And so have you had a lot of experiences with people saying they're fearful of being read or that they see it as being quote unquote ungodly? Like, tell me about those experiences a little bit. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I have two actually. So one, I have so many, but I, these two come out because they're what I'm supposed to say. Um, I was in an actual um, um, store, Witchy's Wearables, which is another one of the divination stores we go into a lot, um, patronize. And there was a woman in there, and I was going in to buy a divination tool, a wand. I had been told by my guides I need to buy that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was in there getting ready, and her friend had just got red. And she was like, she should get red. And she was like, oh, no. I'm No, I'm too scared. And I was like... Why not? Why are you afraid? And I went to tell her and explain it to her. And she was like, oh, I never thought of it that way. I never realized that. And then she immediately went and got red. And she was like, oh, my God, the stuff that he told me. I was like, okay, that's what I was here for. I thought I was here for this tool. But, no, I was really here to help her get through that process. You were literally Um, a wand. I was literally a wand. That's what it was. Oh, my God. Told I was supposed to get a wand, and I thought it was I had to go buy a wand. But in essence, I was supposed to be a wand for somebody, for people. And so that was one. And then I had a lady who I know is very churchy, mm-hmm. just spiritual, just yeah. not, not spiritual. Let me connect that. Supposedly godly, the religious godly version. Right. That's right. the version right. we want to use. I got you. Yes. <laughs> and so I never for a while because that's the realm I came from so for a long time I never really told a lot of people I did tarot like I had my tribe the people I knew would be open but then I never really opened up to other people outside of that for the fear of judgment Mm. and so I had this fear of judgment and then my guys were like you need to open up and tell people who you really are. Show people who you really are. Okay. So that took some steps for me mm-hmm. <laughs> in my own journey. That yeah. took some steps. But then I got to where, okay, I'm going to show people. Yeah. So I was in the hospital. I had a person come and visit me. And while I was in there, I had my tarot cards, which I carried with me everywhere, my crystals. and I was doing my meditation and stuff, and she came to visit. And so I, God said, reveal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I really love it, and this is what it's about, and this is what. And she was like, "Okay, do me." And I read her, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly where I'm at, mm-hmm. and that's what, I'm, mm-hmm. and that's right, uh-huh. and that's right." And I was like, and I and I walked out of there, and she left, and I felt like, "Oh my God, I'm really starting to walk into who I really am." Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you move into the spiritual realm, especially with these divinational type tools, um, there's so much fear of people being accepting of who you really are and being open to it. That's why when we go to places like Witches Wearables and and Holistic Happenings, we feel so free and so open and we talk because we know we're on holy ground and we know that everybody's open to whatever we say and do. But when you get around the people who know you from used to know you, from back in the day know you for who you are, now it's about really revealing yourself. And so I want to tell one about when I finally got to that staple full of full revealing. Mm-hmm. Um, two things happened. One, I started the podcast mm-hmm. and um, a tarot podcast. 
and I put it out there. But I had it. What's the name of it again? It, the, the, the tarot podcast is Luna Loves Tarot. Okay. Um, and I go under Allie under that. Okay. Um, but I said, okay. I put that out. And my man, my um, director kept saying, um, my media person mm-hmm. kept saying, put it out everywhere. Put it on your page, Facebook page. Put it out so people can see it. Mm-hmm. And it was still this fear. Right. Well, one day we're sitting in the house, in the, in my house, and all my husband's family is here, mm-hmm. and we're having a family event. And somehow or another, the concept of me doing truth seekers came up, mm-hmm. and so they were trying to put it on and air it, and then they started talking about how I do tarot. Oh. So now it's like, okay, it's out in the open. Somebody can put me on blast. It's in bad. <laughs> no no and, hiding anymore. And so they were like, okay, really? You do tarot? And one of my sister-in-law was like, ah, oh, no, that stuff, mm-mm, that is, that's for the devil. Mm, I don't want to do, don't do that. I don't want that. And my niece was like, do me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, you really want it? And she's like, yes. So I literally did her, and my daughter kept saying, this is supposed to be in a private space. This is just supposed to be for you. And even though I heard her saying that, I knew that this wasn't supposed to be in a private space because it was supposed to make them all open. It was opening me. Yes. That's the reason why it wasn't supposed to be in a private space. Okay. And while they received it, after I did her, and her daughter, so the two daughters mm-hmm. that were there with me, then the mom said, well, let me see what these things oh, say. Oh, let me see what this is about. <laughs> she's so resistant. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, so she's okay. still a little resistant. Okay, okay. <laughs> and that was the end of that. Yeah, but that yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay was like, okay. Okay. This is real. Right. This ain't that bad. This right. wasn't what I thought it was. Right. And so now Lucifer didn't walk into the room. There you go. Okay. <laughs> the hell didn't drop down. The walls didn't open up. You know, it ain't that bad. Right. So I was like, okay. And so for me, that was like, okay. Right. Now let me put my stuff on Facebook. Yeah. The real Facebook right. page. Now, so that, now everybody can know. Because now I'm walking in who I really am. Yeah, and I ain't scared to say it. I read tarot. Oh. I'm a light worker. There, there you and go. my goal is to get you to start to look at your higher self. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a beautifully said. That was beautifully said. I love that. Yeah, using these tools to help us work. And walk into our higher self. I think that I was going to ask you about why we need the tools, but I think that that a hundred percent at a hundred percent answers that question. I mean, is there anything else you want to say as it relates to why women who or men, because we don't want to leave you out, fellas, um, anyone who is hesitant to receive readings or to go get a tarot reading, is there any reason why they should maybe open themselves up to that? And is there anything that they should look for in a tarot reader? Oh, that is phenomenal question to ask if there's anything you need to look for. Because um, while this is a divination tool, yes, um, you know, everybody do stuff and don't always do it the way they're supposed to do or for the right reasons. And when you're not in your shadow self, when you are not working in that lower that lower vibration, you're not giving yourself good self-care, you're not really doing things for the right reason, you're not really in your full purpose you might be reading the cards for the money because that's your job and you're getting paid and you need this income, 
but you may not be where you're supposed to be at the time you read. Yeah. And if you're not cleared, if you're not in a place of release, then what you really read is what is going on with you more than what's going on with the person in front of you. And so there is a definite need. I feel like, one, this is a journey. And that a divination tool that comes your way is because the universe has guided you that way because you've asked for something. Mm -hmm. If you ask for clarity, the universe may have you start looking at tarot online. Mm -hmm. And if that starts to resonate with you and you say to the universe, I'm really looking, I wish I could have my own reading, I wish I could find somebody, the universe is going to bring somebody, it's just going to happenstance, be somebody who reads tarot. And now you know you got what you're supposed to do. I believe that the universe does nothing and happenstance. Every single thing is intentional. Yeah. Everything that happens in your life is to build you and grow you to get you to your highest self. Bad stuff, that's the yang. Mm. Good stuff, that's the yang. It all is there for you for your highest purpose. So when you ask for things, when you start that small thing clicks on and then things come in your way, know that it's divine timing and universal guidance moving you to that space and thus you get it like this podcast this conversation and you just happen to tap on it it was for you because that's what you were looking for you need some clarity and that's all it does but it doesn't do anything more than you do it's not controlling your life tarot doesn't do that if i can share what hey tribe let's take a moment for an ad One Sun, Three Flowers is a one-stop shop for the entire family. Our mother-daughter clothing brand promotes self-care, unity, and wellness for the entire tribe through tees and sweatshirts. We created the One Sun, Three Flowers shop a year ago when we challenged ourselves to create clothing that promoted self-care, self-love, and helped you connect with your highest self and your families. Head to the One Sun, Three Flowers, dot myshopify, dot com and save yourself 10% when you use the code PODCAST2019. That's One Sun, the number three, flowers.myshopify.com Enjoy Flower Tribe! Tarot does. Sure. Tarot is a deck of 72 cards. Out of those 72 cards, there is what is considered 22 cards that are considered, I consider God cards. They're considered God cards because they're used as a change. They actually signify a step or a place in your life that is divine ordered. It's where God has you. It's where God puts you. It's where God wants you to be. You don't have no say so. God has you there for a reason. And so there's something you're supposed to get out of it while you're in that space. Or God intervening and helping to get you to where you're supposed to be. You might have pulled off track or you need this extra piece of strength or a part of you that is not developed and is doing the development for you. That's the first 22. Those are called major arcanas because those are all based on God, okay, the universe design. Then there are 56 cards that are literally broke up the way the deck of cards would be. Hearts, 
they call spades or wands. Um, they have um, swords, which is diamonds. And then they have what would be um, coins or called pendulum, um, pendulums. And those would usually be your um, clubs. Mm -hmm. And so if you looked at a full deck of cards, that's the same set. And in each set of those cards, each deck has 13 right numbers. They got 10 numbers. And then it's got three court cards. Jack, queen, king. Right. Guess what? That's the exact same setup for tarot. Mm. And so each one of those sets means a certain thing. And that can be your trump. Mm. In other words, hearts, the cups, it's about your heart. Okay. It's about emotions. It's about what you're feeling. Um, that's what it is. And it's leveled from one to ten. And then there is the court cards that where you start to move into mastery levels of that thing related to the heart. Okay. Okay. Um, then there's wands um, or what I would say the spades. Those things are governed by your career, work, or your home life. Stability, that part of the home life part of it. And again, it's one through ten being a numeric the numerology part of that being ones for beginnings, tens for completions, and then all of your and all the stuff in between that builds up to that place, as well as the court cards. Again, a place of mastery. Being king, being the mastery, you've developed at that, that stage. Then you have um, what would be the swords or the diamonds. Swords is about intuition, intuitiveness, um, being able to speak verbally communication that's what it's about again starting from one to ten and then developing into pace of mastery with the core cards and then finally you have what would be pendulums or coins which is the clubs cards and it talks about money security feeling secure in whatever you're doing um, and then all of those are based on the signs money earth sign swords air sign um, Wands would be your, um, no, it's going to, wands with hearts is going to be your water sign, and um, wands is going to be your fire sign, mm -hmm. things of movement. Mm -hmm. You just learned tarot. <laughs> Literally, yeah. you just learned tarot. Yeah. All you mm -hmm. now have to do is tie it in to numerology, the beginning of a thing to the end of a thing, and what those numbers mean in between. Two, dealing with pairs, couples. Three, working together as a unit, coming together as a group. Four, dealing with a place of trying to get to a place of balance, feeling stable. Five, chaos, fighting, not all together, too many people talking, too much going on at one time. Mm -hmm. Six, coming to a place of rest, mm -hmm. coming to a place, coming to a place of balance. Um, four, being coming to a place of rest. Um, six being coming to a place of balance. Seven, coming to a place of where you're envisioning. Mm. Mm. You're wishing, you're hoping, mm. you're, you're wanting, you're manifesting. It's a manifestation card. Eight, place of change. You're moving into who you're supposed to be. Nine, wish fulfillment. You're getting what you asked for. Ten, you've arrived. Wow. It's the beginning of a thing and okay. the end of a thing. All in the same thing. Wow. And then there's the court cards telling you how you've mastered, to what level you've mastered. 
all of them are the same, just dealing with the different entities of whatever that particular card's focus is, mm. whatever the trump is. Mm. That's it. That's it. And then understanding the court card, the king, mm. the main, and those are called minor arcanas because they're those are the things you control. Those are the things that make you say, my GPS said go left, and I felt like I wanted to go this way. Or the job said they going to do this. Mm. Or um, I saw something, <laughs> and I went over there. Yeah. Or um, the money's here, right. and that's where I'm going to go for the money. Right. And so those are the things that shift us from the direction that we already know we're going, mm -hmm. that we're trying to get to, which is high, our higher self, mm -hmm. our best self, our healthiest emotionally, physically, mental selves. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to get to. And so that's mm -hmm. the final destination. Everybody's going to the same space. Mm -hmm. But all these other things are what help get you there. So when you do tarot, you're saying, this is our where you are right now. This part of it is all you. If you don't see no major arcanas in there, no God cards that I call them, that means you. You either self-sabotaging, you got some areas you need to still work on, you got some lessons you need to learn. There's still some stuff about you that needs to get worked on to get you where you want to go, where you, the ultimate goal. When you see some God cards sprinkled in there, that's saying, God said, okay, you hard-headed. I'm going to help you out. <laughs> I'm gonna help you out. And who doesn't need that, right? <laughs> Listen, she knows me personally, so I think I, I tap into that message and I receive that, okay? <laughs> That's a little hard headedness over here. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So I see how this tool could be, definitely be beneficial for the receiver, for the person who is being read. But I also, you know, I just have to ask this as a part of my a specific part of my brand as far as self-care goes for the person who is issuing out the messages, the tarot reader, him or herself, what does a self-care practice look like for someone who is constantly giving to individuals in the universe? What do should tarot readers, if they're listening, what should they be doing to practice self-care for themselves? I mean, you've got to be meditating on the cards. Um, I read a, a tarot book that talked about either you are a good reader for other people or you're a good reader for yourself, but it's very rare that you're both, that you read yourself both. I don't know how much I agree with that, but it could be in that it depends on what the universe has for you for your design. I know that as the practitioner of it, um, you're going to need to be doing meditation. You're going to need to be really thinking through the cards. Most people who are practitioners do pull cards for themselves. That's how you start learning. You pull for yourself. You're reading yourself. You're looking at the definitions of it, and you're developing understanding for it. Once you realize these cards don't lie, <laughs> once you realize these cards don't lie, that they tell the truth, even if you lie to yourself, they will pull out the truth. Mm -hmm. Once you do that, then it gets real easy because you as the practitioner get something out of it too. You get to understand how life is designed. You get to understand and start to see your own journey unfold. Mm -hmm. You have to do the meditation so that you can hear from your guides and your spirits. And you have, it's not just a memorization. I'm an intuitive reader. 
So mm-hmm. it's not just cause cause tarot is something you can learn like paying spades. Mm-hmm. Every, but the but the meanings of the cards can be so in depth mm-hmm. because they don't just mean one thing. Mm-hmm. They have an initial meaning. But then in that initial meaning, there's like so much it could be saying. And so you learn what it's saying for you at the time but it starts out learning just the process of what the cards are initially supposed to mean and then moving from there you building yourself and your self-confidence all of your chakras are open in that processing and activated in order to get you to be able to do that for somebody else so it's beneficial even if you don't do it reading it for anybody else. And when I tell people, if you're really interested in doing Torah, I encourage everybody to have a little bit of it. Don't necessarily get the actual Torah cards, which is a 72 deck. Buy you an Oracle deck. An Oracle deck is a deck that usually has anywhere between 22 to um, 42 cards. Okay. They have pictures, <laughs> like the little kids, picture book. Mm-hmm. It has pictures. The words on the card is the meaning. You don't have to reinterpret. You don't have to make it be anything more than that. And all you have to do is find a deck that looks nice to you, that resonates to you, that speaks to you in some way. And that becomes your beginning deck. And it will say to you just as much as a tarot, an actual tarot deck would say if you had a reader. It will say the same. When I, I'll tell you this and end it for me here. That this is how I know this is true. I had a person, my hairdresser again, mm-hmm. took and um, I went and got my hair done just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a tarot oracle deck, mm-hmm. not a tarot deck, an oracle deck mm-hmm. of spirit guides, animal spirit guides, because that's what resonated for her. Those pictures, and that resonated for her. When I tell you, she sat there and did an actual tarot reading. Wow. And read from the book. All she did was pick the cards, shuffled them out, listen to the to the universe, tell her to pick the cards. She picked the cards. She shuffled them out. She read the front of the card, what the card said. And then she read the book's meaning because every single oracle deck comes with a book that tells you what that particular thing is meaning. And when I tell you that's just as much of a, a tarot reading that you could ever get. And got all the messages I was supposed to get out of that. A hundred percent. So even if you're not going to say, oh, this is my thing. I'm not going to do it permanently. I'm not trying to make money off of it. But it really does interest me. Find you a tarot deck. Uh, Excuse me, an oracle deck. Right. An oracle deck. It's a smaller deck. It comes with a book. It gives the meanings already. And the actual picture is the answer. It's what you're asking for. Nobody has to interpret it for you. That's a great way to start. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Well, this has been phenomenal, Allie. Thank you so much for joining um, my podcast. I do want to take a moment to ask, so if you have people who are like, I'm not ready to read the Oracle cards, I'm not ready to read tarot for myself, but I'm really interested in linking up with someone. And let me say this tidbit. We are in the Chicagoland area. I don't know if she does long distance calls, but I'll let her speak on that herself. But if you have someone who is wanting to connect with you for a reading, do you have contact information that you are offering out? And also wanting to know if any listeners listening to this podcast seek you out, is there a promotional deal you might want to offer for any listeners who found you through the One Sun Three Flowers podcast? Okay. 
what I will say to that is um, I I'm I'm carefully choosing my words (laughs) so I'm in the Madison area um, so I'm in south south, southwest southeast west suburbs right southwest suburbs Um, if you're interested um, I would encourage right now um, I am offering it. I will just do a tarot reading if it's led for me to do one. So if you are looking to do one and seek one out, you have the option of seeking out through my um, my website. My um, I have a web page is uh, Luna Loves Tarot, um, and it's, so it's L U N A R L O V E T A R O T. Um, and you can do that or you can do that as hit me as an email um, at gmail.com. Um, Luna Loves Tarot. Luna Loves Tarot at gmail.com. Um, I am not um, accepting money right now for that. However, what I would do is ask for you to give a donation to the Sunflower um, Organization and their podcast. Aww. So um, if you are willing to do that, and you reach out to her to do that process, then I'm more than willing to give you a 15-minute reading for free, no charge on my part um, to do that. And I am open to doing it by phone as well um, because it'll just be a three-card spread um, telling you what it is that the universe says for that time frame or giving you some bit of guidance depending on that. And I'm, I'm open to do that. That's a permanent offer. It does not go away. But you do have to um, donate to her specifically in order to get it. And she, she'll let me know that you've done it, and we'll connect from there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So if you're listening and you know you want a reading from Allie, I definitely highly recommend it. She has done some readings for me and they have been phenomenal. Um, so when you reach out, make sure you mention One Sun, Three Flowers in the comments section under her um, email or on her website. Or, and make sure you reach out to me specifically. We are already grateful for any donations that you offer to our company um last but not least closing out i like to ask her are there any words of wisdom that you would like to impart onto our with our listeners words of wisdom if you can just reach out and touch the hem of that garment i know you'll be made whole Wow, that's a beautiful ending. That is a beautiful ending. (laughs) Just had to sit with that for a second. Yeah, thank you for that. Well, this has been another phenomenal episode of the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast, Stories of Our Mothers. All information that will connect you to Allie will be listed in the show notes. So make sure you go down into the show notes and connect with her as needed, willing and guided. And that is all for now. Remember to bloom into your best self. Thanks for listening to the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast. Check out show notes for this episode and all past episodes at 
at www.173flowers.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We want to connect with your tribe. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And remember to bloom into your best self.